Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Hey everyone, welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with myself, Coach Rita. I've got a great show today because I have a special guest. Her name is Artie Joshi and she is a fearless dating coach. Artie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rita. I really appreciate being here today. It's a pleasure having you. So I want to know, what is this fearless dating all about? Mm, So fearless dating is about dating on your terms. Um, It's about, contrary to the title, it's not about being completely free of fear. You know, this is about, I think, what fearlessness means to me. And this this journey was very much born out of my own personal experience. I was very, very anxious about dating. I was very scared about the prospect of dating. And I actually didn't start dating until I was around 32 years old. Um, My sort of dating life started well, I wouldn't even say it was a dating life really I so said my my sort of intimate relationship started when I was around 19 but I had a four-year relationship there and then I was very very single and when I say very single I was very good at being single <laughs> yeah um, <I> that. <laughs> in that time right um, and then I had started another relationship when I was around 25 26 years old again around four years but again this one was born out of friendship because yeah. we worked together the first relationship was born out of friendship because we were at uni together. So I never had to do the dating thing. I had already felt safe and comfortable around these guys because of our friendship, you know, the shared sort of uh, friendship groups. So that felt good for me. Uh, But what happened when that second relationship came to an end after four years, it it was a complete shock and heartbreak to me because Mm -hmm. I I felt that, you know, we were pretty much set for life. You know, I was dreaming up plans of our future together. And um, it felt very much like the rug was pulled from under me. And as I was sort of reeling from that heartbreak inside of that space, I feelings started to rise up to the surface, realizations started to rise up to the surface that I want this, like I want to be in another relationship, you know, at that point, I really wanted to be in a relationship with him. Um, But I had had a taste for something so beautiful, so beautifully connected and loving that it had really opened up my eyes and my heart. And I wanted more of that in my life. And I realized that I wouldn't be able to have that opportunity again if I was not willing to go out into the world and date. Mm. And that felt so incredibly scary to me because 
the reason why I didn't want to date was because I had a really fractured relationship with my body from a very, very, very young age, yeah. from sort of five upwards when my, my puppy fat started to drop off. You know, I'm naturally a very skinny person. And um, I had consistently heard this message of there's something wrong with the way that you look or the way that you are, whether that was the people's closest to me or random strangers. And that was a consistent message that just was sort of driven through my life. And so I walked around thinking, okay, well, if everyone else thinks there's something wrong with me, then there really must be something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. And so that just kind of almost seeped out of my pores, you know, mm-hmm. of like, okay, there, I'm, I'm not happy in my body. Uh, there is something wrong with me. That, that was the message that was screamed out to sort of every man, every person within a hundred mile radius of me, right? And so the last thing I wanted to do was start dating men who I found attractive yeah. and then have them, you know, be close, intimate towards me. And for them to say, hey, actually, I don't find you attractive. I don't want this. I don't find you attractive. That to me just felt like an insane form of torture. Why would I put myself through that? Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if, if people that, when I haven't even asked for that kind of feedback from people, they've given it to me. So why would I then put myself when almost like my heart is a bit more on the line because I'm attracted to this person, yeah. right? Yeah. It just yeah. it goes to that more tender that vulnerability, place. isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so why would I put myself willingly through that? And so I kept dating at arm's this arm's length for a very very long time but I realized that I wanted something as well and the way that I always think about it is I used to look at people who were dating out there friends family people that I didn't know yeah out there dating having a great time and I used to wonder how they did it like how did they get in and out of relationships how did they go on dates with people that they've just met it mm-hmm. felt very much like they all had access to a club that I didn't. You know, I felt very much like I was looking, peering through the windows, a bit yeah. like a little match girl style. Right? <laughs> Just, out, looking in, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Looking in, everyone in there is having a great time. They know what to do. How did they do it? How did they do it? Yeah. And that's when I realized, okay, well, two things have to happen here for me. I need to start really doing the deep work with my my body healing my relationship with my body which had started but I needed to really ramp things up there yeah yeah and secondly I couldn't wait until that was quote-unquote fixed and then to start dating these things had to happen in parallel and so I started to go out into the world dating I went online I went to events I started I discovered you know matchmakers I actually started working for a dating events company as well which gave me a real insight into the the world right (laughs) yes yes absolutely I started doing you know um, coaching work and everything and it was through that that I really started to face dating head-on and it was it was challenging but it was also exhilarating as well Mm -hmm. um I remember before going on dates or to events and stuff, really having this moment of questioning myself of, do I actually want to go? You know, like, oh, what, how are people going to look at me? What are they going to say? Things like that. I remember there would be yeah. so many times where I'd pace around the room wearing something that I'd really, really, really want to wear. 
um, before I'm about to go on a date and think, oh, well, what is this guy going to think of me? Because he's only seen me at a dark event. But now we're going to meet for an afternoon coffee. And what's he going to think of how, when he really sees me? Yeah. And the fearlessness, you know, if we go back to what fearless dating is all about, is that choice point. Right. Now, I am freaking scared right now. That you're going to do it. Yeah. I'm so scared right now of the consequences of me going out on this date or going to this event. Mm. But fear, I am still going to go out. Like there is this choice that I could just be like, nah, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay yeah. at home. I'm going to yeah. take this dress off and I'm going to slip back into my pajamas. Yeah. Right. Or I go through, walk through the door, I go on this date and I create some kind of result, some kind of forward momentum, as opposed to the result being regret that I just slipped back into an old habit or, or I let fear take over. Yeah. So fearlessness to me is not about the absence of fear. Fearlessness is recognizing its presence and choosing to act anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you think what kept you motivated was the fact that, you really did want to meet that someone special and settling down. Was that kind of at your forefront? It's like, no, I want that, almost that happy ending for me. And therefore I have to do this because it's something I really want. Did that keep you going? It's interesting that you say that because I've been reflecting on the journey a lot. And of course, naturally through, through the work that I do. And actually I found that when my fearless dating journey started, mm -hmm. that that started to shift that actually the emphasis then wasn't on, I really want to be in a beautiful relationship or loving long-term relationship. Actually, I just want to have a dating experience. I actually want to just be able to go out into the world and just have fun and be able to just create whatever it is that I want to create in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so my fearless dating journey then became about just learning how to date, having a great time and removing any of that pressure of I really want to create this thing long term or anything like that. It was so much about being just good at dating for me. And that felt great that actually I could just do it and there were no um, big heavy outcomes attached to it. My happy ending actually was being able to go on a date and have a really great time. For example, I went on a date with this guy one night and it was our first date. We had met at a dating event uh, a couple of weeks prior, I think. And um, we were having you know, a good time. I knew that this actually wasn't a guy that I would want to continue seeing, but we were enjoying each other's company. Yeah. And we were playing this game, 36 Questions to Fall in Love. Oh. And we were going through these questions and um, it was his turn to share with me five things that he um, really likes about me. And the second thing that he said was, I love the fact that, um, is it okay for me to swear? <laughs> I'll beep it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a beep. Um, you know, that kind of attitude. You've got a real, I don't give a beep what uh, anyone else thinks about me like I just show up in the world and um, I'm doing my own thing and he goes that's really great like you are so confident and comfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. and that's so great to see because you don't see that often and I remember thinking in that moment wow like that he sees that you know on a first date yeah. and it was such a kind of like 
hallelujah moment, right? Like the heavens had opened yeah. up for me. <laughs> because I was like, he said, I'm so confident and comfortable in my own skin. I don't give up what anyone else thinks. And for someone to say that to me after having 30 plus years of being the complete opposite, that was miraculous, nothing short of miraculous for me. That was my happy ending in that moment to be recognized in that way that someone was able to say to me, this is, I see you. And the great thing was in on that date, I wasn't being some false persona. I was being someone that I had worked hard to become. I worked yeah. real hard to yeah. become. And it, was, it felt like the real me had emerged and he yeah. was seeing that, he was receiving that. And that to me was just icing on the cake. Yeah, because it sounds to me like this journey was almost created for you to find your true voice, you know, yourself and to love yourself in spite of, what you've gone through in spite of other people's judgments to not hide yourself to be you and that's what I find so beautiful in what you've just said in your journey is because you found the love of your life which is you yeah yeah absolutely I, I've said that you know many times before that one of the beautiful things about the fearless dating journey is not that you get to meet great people along the way that's definitely a bonus but first and foremost you get to meet your beautiful self yeah, yeah. you get to become your own best friend you become your own lover you become your own confidant you know whatever it is that you're looking for in a, a date or a partner you get to discover that in yourself along the way and that to me is priceless yeah yeah so in terms of dating um a lot of people well, a lot of women they feel that they have to put on this you know this kind of act you know i have to be this way and and laugh in the right places how important is it to just be yourself i mean i i guess i know the answer to this already but for those that struggle to do that can you share a bit about that yeah, so it's funny, actually, I did a video about this a few weeks ago on social media, where actually, I really dispute the be yourself advice, mm -hmm. because I feel it's not helpful to people in a similar circumstance to, to myself, right, where dating is, is not an area where they naturally feel comfortable, where they're creating amazing results. Um, and often this, this uh, advice of be yourself comes from people where actually they, it is an area that they're confident in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, not, it's not of service to someone to say, well, just be yourself, they'll love you just the way that you are because, um, well, what if you're not enjoying yourself just the way that you are? Or what if you're not enjoying the way you are around other people? What if being yourself, you've been doing that, but it's not been creating the results that you really, really are hoping for? Yeah. So for, for me, it's about, well, you know, and anyone that is struggling with dating is to, to think about, well, who do I want to be? Mm who do I want to be and who do I want to become as I date? And I always relate it back to the, the shopping analogy, right? Of imagine that you are going to, to your, your clo favorite clothes um, shop, 
right? The agreement between you and the shop owner is that you can try on as many outfits as you want, right? And you, there's no obligation for you to buy them. Yeah. So you go through this clothes shop and you go to your old faithfuls, you know, your white t-shirt and your blue jeans. That's the thing that you're most comfortable in and it's just you. You've just yeah. been wearing that for as long as you can remember. And you just out of force of habit, you, you, um, you pick those up. So blue, t uh, sorry, blue jeans and white t-shirt. Then out of the corner of your eye, this really jazzy outfit catches your attention. And you're just like, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's so not me, but there's something about it that I really, really like. Mm. And you know what? I'm going to give that a go. So you tentatively pick that up and you take that into the, the changing rooms with you. And so in the changing rooms, you put that uh, blue pair of jeans on and you're like, oh, this fit perfectly. I love the way that I, I look in them. Yes, I've got 10 pairs of them already. But hey, you know what? I can always do with another because <laughs> I love them so, so much. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep them. You put the white T-shirt on and you're just like, I don't like this anymore. Like this isn't me. This is me of six months ago. This is me of five years ago. But I'm I'm a bit done with this look. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. I want something different. So you put that to one side, knowing that you're not going to buy that. And then the jazzy outfit is there, just like <laughs> twinkling away. Like maybe it's got loads of sequins, or it's a crazy color and pattern, whatever it is. And you still are so tentative when you put this outfit on and you put it on and you're just like, whoa, like, I don't know how I feel about this because it feels really good and fun, but also it's so not me. I feel quite foreign in it. Like, I feel like people might make comments about the way that I look and I don't know if there'll be good comments or bad comments. I feel like I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb with this outfit on, but do you know what? Something about it feels really, really good. And I'm going to play with that. And I'm going to experiment with it. And hey, do you know what? If six months from now, I'm just not feeling it, I'll donate it to a charity shop. I'll give it to a friend. I might, I might repurpose it and change it into something else that's a bit more what I want. Yeah. But I am going to give this a go because it's new to me, but it feels good. And I like the idea of who I can be in that outfit. And so you take the you take that that jazzy outfit and you take your blue your old faithful blue pair of jeans and you take them to the counter and you buy them right and that's what I feel being yourself is all about it's about this discovery of who do I want to be what do I appreciate about myself already yeah. that I want to continue being and who do I want to become and am I willing to experiment with that and if we have that mindset as we date then we start to find this space where it's like we start to to experiment a bit more we start to have a bit more fun mm. our dating life actually becomes way more rewarding because it's not about the other person it's not about how are they going to perceive me are they going to like this but this is your own discovery yeah, you know, yeah. when you're dating it's just about it, it it's just as much about you dating yourself as it is about mm -hmm. that person definitely yeah you're not as you date i always say to my clients you're not um you're not just dating them you know you're not just discovering things out about them you're discovering them about yourself in connection with the people that you're, yeah. you're meeting along the way and this is part and parcel of that journey so if we keep uh, 
piling these these false personas on of like oh I've got to laugh here I've got to toss my hair here I've got to <laughs> you know what <laughs> You know, we don't get to engage with that discovery of ourselves or that other person because this is, the other, this is the other thing. If you are so occupied with being a certain type of person as you're talking, as you're on this date, you're not present. You're not mm. present to yourself and you're not present to the person that you're on a date with, which that person will feel. But yeah, also, yeah. more importantly, you'll miss the cues and the clues that they're dropping about whether they are a good date or potential partner yeah yeah exactly what I love about your example with the shopping as well it it shows how also the other factor that we have is we have an idea of who the potential partner should be what they should be wearing or what they look like you know sometimes we go with that image especially if we've had past relationships say if we've always been someone who goes for looks and then it's like okay they've got to have that certain look otherwise I'm not interested but I think it also like you said you know you're you're finding the different side to you you're exploring the different side to you which may be attracted to a completely different type of person and being open to that have you found, I mean, in terms with your clients, obviously, I know you can't say too much about your clients' journeys, but have you found that as people have started to become more confident that their intentions that they started with um, initially have actually changed and they've become more open to new possibilities in terms of people they're dating or, you know, experiences they're having? Mm, definitely definitely I find that people um, are more patient with perhaps the people that they wouldn't have given much of a chance to initially for whatever reason right and less patient with the people that they know are not a good fit you know that perhaps are, are going to waste their time or just too slow in communicating or arranging a date or whatever it may be what I, I, I witness is that the, the bar gets raised, you know, the standards then become a lot higher for what you're looking to create in your life, how you're looking to get there and what you're willing to actually, you know, say yes and no to. That mm -hmm. standard gets raised because, you know, I talk about it a lot when I'm, I'm client, uh, coaching my clients or if I'm running a workshop or something that for, for, for whatever reason, dating is the one area of our lives that we the standards just drop we ex accept far less in that area of our lives than we would in perhaps our with our finances or our health or our career or friendships or family relationships yeah. Yeah. you know it, it's okay for people to say things to us that we um, wouldn't normally put up with or mm -hmm. you know be really flaky and it's okay because we're, we're dating I'm dating it's part and parcel of it no you know bring the same level of standards that you would to any other area of your life that you truly care about and you're dedicated to that's when you then become more open to potential possibilities that you wouldn't have con considered before and you close the doors to the ones that actually you know aren't going to serve you ultimately yeah yeah and I guess it's also similar to um if we look at the whole law of attraction ethos as well that 
you start to attract those that if you've set your you know almost your standards and you know what you're looking for you've got a more clearer energy output so therefore you do start to attract more of those that are more suitable for you and who you really you know will be compatible with in terms of that way because you're allowing yourself to have and to know what you're looking for in those certain areas and you're clear about it and I think you know with um with that I think ultimately if we're looking at this from a place of 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 sovereignty and self-responsibility you become more discerning and as you become more discerning you will attract a higher standard yeah because you're you're willing to look at you really, really look at the people that you're connecting with and not just the people that you're connecting with, but the, the person that you are that you're putting yeah. in to those situations that you're taking out into the world, right? If we go back to what I said yeah. earlier, the person that you're consistently taking out on a date is you, right? Yeah. So you, you do that, that, that check of like, is this the person I want to be taking on a date? Forget about the other person I'm going to meet in half an hour from now. Is this someone that I want to take on a date? yeah okay cool let's go yeah yeah no I love that so a lot of people and we hear a lot of horror stories in terms of online dating it's like the big no-no <laughs> what would you say in regards to online dating have you got any tips for for my listeners in terms of that I've got loads of tips I've got a whole <laughs> uh, I've got a whole online course dedicated just <laughs> purely to online dating um, because you know it it does receive a lot of bad press with good reason um, and it also is a wonderful opportunity as well you know if we just look back on the last year and a bit that we've all lived you know where we've all yeah. then just had to uh, retreat indoors um, the opportunities to meet people um, organically or at events, whatever, whatever our other way of meeting people were reduced massively. Mm. And so here, not just in our love lives, or our dating lives, but just look how technology really came to the rescue. Yeah. It allowed us to stay in contact with our loved ones. It allowed us to keep working. It allowed us to keep having food delivered to our homes, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's we can't look at technology as some kind of evil because when used well and when harnessed um, powerfully, it's such an opportunity for us. But what the starting point with online dating is to make sure that you have more control over it than it has control over you. Mm. Like yeah. what a lot of people fall into is this trap of okay well oh it's pinged let me jump on the app let me see who's messaged me let's let me see who i need to reply to no one of the things that i always encourage my my clients to do is to have a strategy people are thinking like well strategy is my love life it's the one area where i can play <laughs> fast and loose of course we want elements of that but anywhere any part of our life where we want to be successful some kind of strategy is going to serve us yeah exactly and so if if it's the case of and, and I always say decide it in advance don't decide the strategy whilst you're on the app or once you know decide it in, a, in advance so you know how you're going to show up okay so I'm going to show up for half an hour every day or I'm going to show up for half an hour every two days I'm going to take weekends off 
or I'm only going to be on the apps on the weekend for half an hour on Saturday and Sunday. Like decide that in advance mm. and then make sure you stick to that. So even if that means setting a timer on your phone whilst you're on the app so you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. And make sure you're really present with it. So what happens is people will jump on the app whilst they're lying in bed, you know, or they're kind of cooking dinner with one hand and app in the other. (laughs) Give it your full, fullest attention, the same that you would do on a date, you know, on an actual date with someone. And I always say for for those of my clients or anyone that's here listening that wants a a more committed long-term relationship is start to put in the time that you want to dedicate to your future relationships start to bring that kind of energy that kind of intention to your dating life right so when you sit down and I always say make an event of it make an event of showing up to your your dating apps or dating sites because another thing that people feel like oh oh god okay I've got to get online again oh yeah yeah right a Where, lot of women's yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and guys as well you yeah. know I, I, I'm really glad that I get to coach both men and women to see it from both sides of, of the the um the, you know thing so what I say is sit down like put some of your favorite music on maybe you want to put something slow and sensual on. maybe you want to put your happy tunes on whatever it lower lower the lights put some candles on spray on your favorite perfume or aftershave or whatever show up with that kind of energy that kind of intention that gets you in that mind frame of I'm dating you know I'm gonna I'm potentially gonna meet someone that I um, find really, really attractive that I may have loads of compatibility with that may go on to become my future partner, may go on to become my husband, my wife, my civil partner, my, you know, the person that I um, start a family with, whatever it is. Mm. So remember to connect the gravitas of what you're trying to create and bring that energy from the outset because that's what's missing for a lot of people is that they disconnect the, the, the two sort of destinations, the, the starting point and the quote-unquote end point, yeah. um, and therefore the energy is massively mismatched. But how do you expect to create what you want, what it is that you want, a relationship full of passion and adventure and joy and play, if you can't even be asked to bring that from yeah. the, the, the outset? Right. Yeah, no, I love that because so many and I've spoken to, you know, even a few of my clients and it's very much it's it's work. It's like, oh, you know, another like maybe another app or another online dating site. And it's like, oh, there's and especially I guess a lot. And, you know, I've had that experience as well when you will look and it will be like, oh gosh you know is this all I've got to choose from you know and we initially go and look at the pictures first the first and foremost is we look at the pictures instead of looking really in depth at their profile but what I love about what you said is how you set the time if you were in a relationship or if you were actually on a date with someone you would take that time out to give that full attention to whoever's messaged you or And I think that's what's missing. That's the huge thing is that, as you said, when we're doing stuff, we're like, oh, you know, 
let's just check this and it is then eventually we go by the looks because we're not spending enough time really looking at the person as a whole do you think I mean do you agree or do you want to actually shed some light on that yeah I think uh you know with we have to be aware that we're just naturally going to gravitate towards the the pictures to mm. to begin with because yeah. that's where visual and of course we're looking to find to be with someone that we find attractive in lots of different regards yeah. so yeah. you know in the same way that they say when you walk into an interview and you're being interviewed for a job they make their mind up within the first 30 yeah. seconds about exactly. who they think you yeah. are right so okay so how do we use that to our advantage so one thing that i always say to my clients is start uh, in the slightly counterintuitive way. Write your profile first and then choose your pictures. Because knowing that people are gonna go to your pictures first, you wanna make sure that those pictures are an accurate representation of who you are. And they, and they really, really echo what you're saying in the pro written part of your profile. So write the profile first make sure you've articulated well who you are what who you'd love to be with and what you're hoping to create together i call it the rule of thirds right mm -hmm. have that and then use that to choose your pictures that articulate what you've said in that so if you love skiing make sure you've got some skiing pictures up. if you love beach holidays make sure you got that mm -hmm. and make sure that you've got a, a beautiful array of pictures there that really sh show, show that person who you are what you're about and what what kind of lifestyle you mm -hmm. lead so that they don't even before they go to the written part of the, your profile they know who you are they've got a good feel for who you are right yeah. and so we want to then be looking at that for us in other people's profiles. Now, this is where we have a tendency to get stuck is that, and I've had clients and, and you know people that have attended my workshops say this, well, no one else is putting effort into this much effort into their profiles. Like, so why should I bother? Mm -hmm. Now, if we all carry that attitude around, then there's not, you're not going to step into if we go back to that standards uh, conversation that we just had a moment ago we're not going to step up into that higher realm of where actually the the people that are willing to put effort into their their profiles are hanging out we're always going to stay just outside of that club exactly. right? yeah. and i always think you maintain this is the same thing don't drop your standards to what everyone else is doing you maintain that standard and you will meet people who are at that standard or above as well, right? Yeah. You're more likely to be exposed to them. So instead of then uh, spending time looking at, at people's profiles where they've put a crappy bunch of pictures up and they haven't bothered write anything in their profile and they've just sent you one word message of hi or hi, how are you? to social media on yeah. dms as well <laughs> exactly exactly and um if you keep dedicating all your time to responding to these people that aren't putting that effort into their profiles then you're going to take that time away imagine if you've only got 20 half an um, half an hour slot that you're dedicating to that day yeah. and if you spend it just consistently wasting time on those people that ha are um 
have a lower standard, you're never going to get to elevate yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So always stay at that standard that you're hoping to attract and, 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 you know, sort of surpass. And be willing, I say this to my clients all the time, be willing to be an ambassador for this stuff. Yeah. So an ambassador carries that high standard, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're, you're flying the flag for I'm a fearless data. Like I'm consciously choosing to date in a higher standard, higher value way. And I'm, I'm willing to meet people that are operating in the same space as me. Um, I remember um, my sister when she was online dating uh, a while back now, she had a really great uh, pro online profile. And one of the guys that she went on a date with later, uh, she found she noticed that he actually used the same profile, like used her profile and just tweaked it a bit to actually oh, then be his. Right. And we can have that kind of like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But also that's a compliment as well right yeah, that he yeah. enjoyed her profile that much and you know he felt it grabbed his attention that much that he realized well she's onto something let me do that as well now that's how we get to raise the overall standard you know it's like any yeah. form of activism yeah. if you're not willing to to um, speak out you know buck the trend then things never change but mm -hmm. if you are willing to be that person that works to have a, a higher standard profile something that you're really proud of the ripple effects of that is beautiful yeah, yeah. and that's what it means to be an ambassador of this fearless dating work that you yeah. you get to have an impact and your journey then gets to be meaningful mm. not just for yourself but sometimes even people that you you don't know and, and if yeah. that continues to ripple out what how much more of a satisfying, fulfilling, meaningful experience could online dating be for people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And it almost sounds very similar to um, if you're thinking about entrepreneurs and business owners, they spend a lot of time building their brand to, um, to be able to attract certain clients that they're looking for. And we can spend a lot of time doing that and getting our copywriting and our brand done but we don't think about doing that for online dating we don't you know as you said earlier in terms of dating it almost like we lower our standards a lot of the time instead of actually keeping them up so that that you know that actually is a great point there in terms of as you would put the effort into your own brand if you're a business person you should put exactly that same effort, maybe even more effort into your relationships because that is personal to you. That's, you know, intimate, it's intimacy. So yeah, you've, you've hit some great points, Artie, and I could talk to you for ages <laughs> about this stuff. Absolutely, I, yeah, it's so, it's so fascinating, this area of life, and hence the reason why I've chosen to make it my, my work. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, there's so much here to be explored. And um, I think done right, done well, this can be one of the most beautiful, satisfying journeys of, of our lives, one of the most satisfying, meaningful experiences of our lives. And 
you know, that's what I found that it's become not just for me, but through the clients that feel as they graduate, you know, who then realize, well, okay, this is about so much more than just dating. This is about so much more than just love. And I, and finally I've shifted my, my attitude towards it. And ultimately what I always say with my clients is that there'll come a point where you will look back on your fearless dating journey, whatever path that took, and every moment of it will feel significant and valuable. You know, one of the things that are, that people that are sort of have not chosen to, to be as conscious about dating, they look back on their dating and life and their relationships with disdain of like, oh, I wasted so much time and oh, this, like, how terrible was that? Whereas now we get to shift that, that when you do uh, create whatever it is that you ultimately want to create, and even before that, to be honest, you'll be able to look back on your life and go, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. There's always, um, I always believe that every step of the way, there's always something to have gained from it. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. And to be able to get to that point where you can look at it and say, I understand it like you've just said that's when you know you've you've kind of moved that step up in your own personal journey and yeah definitely so I'd like for you to just share one final message to our listeners that you want them to take away I mean they've taken I'm sure they've taken away so much already but just that last final message that you want our view our listeners to take from this so I think uh I guess at the heart of fearless dating and so I guess bringing it back to to where we started this conversation is this is about dating on your terms and I think one of the most frustrating things about dating is that uh, we feel like we've got to do it a certain way because that's the way that it's done and that's how everyone else is doing it but I think it's about now asking yourself, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you've got a, a notepad to hand or your, your phone to hand, just to ask yourself, what does fearless dating mean to me? Like knowing that fearlessness is the, the, not the absence of fear, but the willingness to interact with it. Okay, so then what does fearless dating mean to me? Just, just journal on that for, for a while. Like, what would it look like? to date fearlessly what would it feel like to date fearlessly and start to use that as as a, a guidepost a signpost for potentially how you could start to shape your dating life that how you could start to um, shift the kind of experiences that you're having whether you're dating online at events wherever you're going with with your you know the way that you're meeting people and ultimately, you know, one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Essentialism. And he talks that the author talks a lot about um, creating a life by design, not default. Right. So how can you start to design your dating life, your fearless dating life by by design, not by default? Yeah. How can you start to inform yourself of the way that you want to date and you want to meet, meet people and you want to create relationships just start just opening the doors to that opens up so much possibility for what comes next for you mm. and be willing to to uh 
mess it up as well because you know my my dating life was not linear it was not straightforward it was not always fun you know rainbows and flowers and butterflies the whole time there were some moments where I felt, yeah. exactly there were some moments where I felt really down and I you know I felt like oh my god I've made such a fool of myself or whatever it is but that's part and parcel of this process mm-hmm. it, that willingness to pick ourselves up and stay in there stay in the room as I always say to my clients like willingness to stay in the room and keep 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 plodding on forwards and making that movement forward with it you will create something that far surpasses your expectations love it thank you so much Artie so where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your service yeah so um, I'm very active on Instagram so I'll be there that said this week I'm having a a week off (laughs) because we need that that's important right (laughs) Um, but otherwise you'll find me there five days a week sharing coaching tips and advice and all of that um, on there so that's at Artie Joshi underscore if you want to join me um, on Instagram also, you can just um, go over to my website, which is www.iamrt.co.uk, where you can find out about Fearless Dating, the, the, the online profile makeover course that we spoke about as well. That's a, a self-study course that you can do um, in the comfort of your own home on your own t- timeline, where I help you totally rework your um, dating profile or start it from scratch if you don't have one at all that's available there and there's a few webinar replays and things there so there's lots for you to sink your teeth into there's the podcast episodes as well the fearless dating podcast so yeah there's a lot of resource available there. excellent and i'm sure our listeners will head there Artie, thank you so much for being my great guest and my first guest of the show and listeners head down and check out all of Artie's great work. So thank you, Artie. Thank you so much, Rita. And listeners, I will be back. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I'm sure you did. But stay tuned for more. Until then, take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon if you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com swastialiving is s-w-a-s-t-h-y-a-l-i-v-i-n-g See you real soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastialiving is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A 
L-I-V-I-N-G.com. See you real soon. Bye.